0: Well, in these days of COVID, I feel like we have become a people of the pivot. Uh, If you have been listening to perhaps Board of Education meetings or uh, meetings of different uh, churches or even paying attention to the news, this this idea of the pivot, I think, has come into our social consciousness uh, quite rapidly These days, the idea of the pivot, of course, is that you can be going down one road one day and then because of the unpredictability of the pandemic, you might find yourself having to take a hard turn, a pivot in another direction. The idea of pivoting has become the new way that we understand the requirements of flexibility. In these uncertain days where we don't know where we might have been exposed or what might happen the next day. And it requires us to have a certain measure of flexibility. We talk about the pivot from online learning to in-person learning, from in-person worship to online worship. The pivot to and out of quarantines that seem to be a pretty normal part of our lives these days. Pivoting has become synonymous with the realization that you might be headed down one path one day, but then something might happen that encourages you to turn and go down a different path. Now, the notion of pivot is not always easy, for the pivots we have to make, especially in this pandemic time, are not always comfortable. They're not always things that we choose for ourselves. They're not things that we always want. If anyone has ever tried to move a heavy couch up a narrow staircase, you will know that calls for pivoting are not always welcome and not always fruitful. I I think of that episode of the sitcom Friends from Season 5, Episode 16. Some of you might have uh, seen it where Ross, Rachel, and Chandler are trying to move that heavy couch up the stairs. And no matter how many times, Ross yells, Pivot! 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 It's not going to help because the fact is the couch just won't fit up the stairs. No, pivoting is not always easy. It is not always welcome. And the multiple pivots that COVID have forced upon us have shown us that. And yet this Matthew 2 text that we encounter today reminds us, I think, that we are a people of the pivot. That the journey of faith is one filled with pivots where God calls us to turn, to go in another direction, perhaps to begin a new season of life. Today, as we remember the sacrament of baptism, we remember that today is a pivot point, both for Sydney and for Blaze and for Waylon, that today marks a pivot point, the, the beginning of her journey of faith that I hope lasts her entire life. Lifetime. Yes, we are a people of the pivot, and God calls us oftentimes to new and unknown directions. Now, Pastor Gary read the first half of this Matthew text us, and I'd like to pick up where he left off, uh, beginning actually at verse eleven. Uh, So I'll read verses uh, 11 through the end of the chapter, and as I read the second half of the chapter, I encourage you to listen for the pivot points. There are four of them, and each pivot point is accompanied by a dream. So if you're not sure where they are, listen for the dreams, for wherever there's a dream, a pivot point is usually not far behind. So here are these words from Matthew chapter 2. Verses 11 through 15 and then 19 through 23. Listening for the pivots. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Now after they had left, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt, and remain there until I tell you, for Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother by night, and went to Egypt, and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Out of Egypt I have called my son. When Herod died, an angel of the Lord suddenly appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up and take the child and his mother and go to the land of Israel. For those who were seeking the child's life are dead. Then Joseph got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he heard that Archelaus was ruling over Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. And after being warned in a dream, he went away to the district of Galilee. There he made his home in a town called Nazareth, so that what had been spoken through the prophets might be fulfilled. He will be called a Nazarene. Did you hear the pivots? I think she did. (laughs) Did you hear the four dreams that were accompanied by the four pivot points in the journey of faith, both for the Magi and then for Joseph and Mary and sweet baby Jesus? Now, I propose that each of these pivot points actually serve as great illustrations for the pivots that God might call us to in our journey of faith, so I'd like to just talk briefly about each of them. The first pivot that you might have heard comes to us in verse 12, when the wise men are warned not to return to King Herod, but to return to their home country by another road. And I wonder if sometimes we need that pivot too, to return to our home of faith, perhaps by a different road than the one that we set out on. And I wonder how many times we find ourselves feeling the need for revival in our spirituality, revival in our faith, but we find that it's difficult to see that renewal because we try to come back to the home of faith via the same road that we started out on. I've had this experience happen to me more than once, and it feels as if there's a glass ceiling, some kind of barrier that's keeping me from that renewal. And I think it's often because we seek to return to faith the way that we started out. It's good for us to remember that just as we grow throughout our lives from, from a baby the size of dear Whalen to fully grown adults, just as we grow throughout our lives, so should our journey of faith. James Fowler, a Christian psychologist and former professor at Emory University, writes about this need to develop in his book, The Stages of Faith. And the idea is that as we grow and develop, that there might come a time where the system of faith that we had as a child is no longer sufficient to meet the needs and the questions and the mystery that confronts us in our later years. And so the invitation is to seek a new path home. Not necessarily a new path to a new faith, but a new path back to an old faith. To find a new system of understanding that meets the needs of the season of life you are in. Now, if that sounds a little scary, scary or relativistic, I I would encourage you that it's not, because we do this already in our Christian education. The way that Cynthia teaches the kids in the children's ministry is different than the way that we teach adults. And that is a good thing and an okay thing, because as we grow and mature, the needs of faith also grow. And so the way that Waylon will be raised in the faith in the coming months and years Will probably look different than the way that she will navigate and understand her faith when she's 13, you know, 14, older and older, because the needs of her faith will change and perhaps there will come a time where a pivot will be required to seek a new way back to the home of God. So, friends, if you feel like God might be calling you in this season of life to a renewal of faith, but you feel like that old understanding of faith might not be enough to meet you in that place. Perhaps God is calling you in the same way God called the Magi to pivot and find a new pathway to home. The next pivot comes in just the next verse, verse 13, and in this pivot we see the angel warning Joseph to take Mary and the child away from Israel into the land of Egypt, for Herod is out to find Jesus. And he doesn't intend to come and pay him homage. This pivot in the text represents all of those times where we find ourselves walking down paths or in places that are dangerous places that are leading us down roads, perhaps we ought not travel, and yet we find ourselves there anyway. The pivot in the text represents those times and the call of God to sometimes pivot away from those places of danger and towards places of safety and refuge. So often on the journey of faith, we do not heed the warnings of the road and so can easily become ensnared in things that are not good for us, things that will slowly break our relationship with God and our relationship with one another. And yet God always wishes to lead us back, away from the danger of the King Herods, away from the thing, things that would consume us and towards places of safety and repentance and reconciliation. So, if there are times where you maybe find yourself walking down the wrong path or you feel like danger is slowly beginning to surround you, I would encourage you to listen for the call of God that might be calling you to pivot away from that path you are on and towards a new path, perhaps towards Egypt. So, the first pivot is to find a new home. The second pivot is is to avoid danger and to seek renewal. The third pivot reminds us that if we earnestly seek to follow God's leading, we ought not be surprised if God calls us to pivot outside of our comfort zone. The text picks up in verse 19 after Herod has died, and an angel comes to Joseph once again. Now they're in the land of Egypt, and the angel comes and says, it's time to go back home. Now, most scholars agree that there was probably no more than two years between the birth of Jesus and the death of Herod. So two years between the announcement to go to Egypt and the announcement to come back. And the point I just want to make with that is that two years is not really a lot of time. Two years is not a lot of time when you have to traverse a vast wilderness and a vast desert that took your ancestors 40 years to traverse. Forty, uh, two years is not a lot of time when you're trying to settle as a refugee in a new land, trying to establish yourself and be comfortable. Two years is not a lot of time when you're just trying to find your way, and just as you are, the angel comes again and says, time to pivot again. I imagine God's call to pivot came a little sooner than the holy family was comfortable with. And yet God's leading for them was not for them to stay in the land of Egypt, but for them to return to the promised land. And if we seek to follow God who lights the path before us, just as God lighted the path through the Magi and the Holy Family, we ought not to be surprised if we are called to pivot and then pivot and then pivot again. For God is a God who is always leading to new places. God is a God who is always calling us deeper and deeper into the mystery of faith, always leading us towards a new pivot that will take us where we need to go. And those pivots might not always feel comfortable. The pivots might, in fact, call you out of the safety of Egypt and back into the wilderness back into the desert, into the unknown of a terrain you are unfamiliar with. And if you feel God calling you out of your comfort zone, simply remember this, that the call to leave the safety of Egypt and to enter the wilderness is because on the other side of the wilderness is the promised land. The last pivot of our text shows us that God's leading may, in fact, take us towards the exact places, people, and causes that the world deems insignificant. Now, by this point in the text, Mary and Joseph and Jesus, they heard the call of the angel. They were on their way back to Israel, back to the land of Judea, for that's where Joseph's family was from. Joseph was from the line of David, and so Going back to Bethlehem, which was just a s- suburb of the capital, Jerusalem, would have made a lot of sense. For that is where their family belonged. And Jerusalem, like I said, it was the capital. And so that is where a lot of the wealth, power, privilege, and influence was located. This was the place they were headed back towards. But when they heard that the new governor was even less desirable than King Herod, they get afraid. And God calls them to pivot once more away from the place that held the power, the privilege, the wealth, the prestige of being in the royal line of David and towards an unknown town in the northern region of Galilee called Nazareth. Now, Nazareth would have had probably no more than 500 people. It was a small fishing town. Now, there are so many towns in Kansas of about 500 people, and there are wonderful things about them, but I don't think anybody would say that a town of 500 would be a place of wealth, power, prestige, or significance. And yet this is where God calls the Holy Family to pivot to. When Jesus begins to call his, his disciples, we see the reputation of Nazareth. They say, can anything good come out of Nazareth when they hear that that's where he's from. It is not a place with a good reputation, and yet this is where God leads them. And this is important for us, because if we seek to earnestly follow the God who guides us, we ought not to be surprised if we are led away from the places of power, wealth, privilege, and influence, and towards the places that seem most insignificant. We should not be surprised if God leads us away from Judea and towards Nazareth, for good things do come out of Nazareth, as we see in the example of Christ. The journey of faith is not one whose final aim is the comfort of an upper-middle-class suburban lifestyle. There's nothing wrong with that lifestyle, but this is not where the aim of the journey of faith takes us. The aim of the journey of faith takes us to follow the Christ child, the one who pivoted away from the place of power and wealth and towards the unknown places of Galilee. Friends, the point of all of this is that God is a God who will lead us and guide us through the journey of faith and will lead us in and through the pivot points of life. Maybe God is calling you today to yet another pivot, not a pivot due to COVID-19 exposure, but perhaps a pivot towards a renewal or a reordering or a reaffirmation. Of your faith. Perhaps God is calling you on a pivot to, to pivot away from the path of danger that you find yourself on and towards a path of repentance and refuge. Perhaps God is calling you to pivot towards yet another new season of life that might call you out of the safety of Egypt and into the wilderness of the desert. Or maybe God is calling you to pivot away from Judea and towards Nazareth. Wherever the pivots of life take you, may you know today that God is a God that guides us. That just as the star was in the sky to guide the Magi, just as the angel came in the dreams to lead Joseph and the Holy Family, God does lead us. And if we pay attention to the calls, to the pivot points, we may go where God leads. So listen for the pivots, for we are a people of the pivot. And when the call comes, don't be afraid to turn. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, may it be so. Amen.